0: Today we're talking about faith in the Son of God. Hey, Amen. You guys can say faith in the Son of God. We're going to be talking out of 1 John 5. There are many misconceptions in the walk of Christians. I know there's many people in this place who are starting their walk with God who have come back to the Lord. Many who don't have a relationship at all. And so one of the misconceptions that I want to address today is a misconception that we have as Christians, you know, that our walk, our relationship with God is all about works. It's all about what we do for the Lord, the ministry, the prayer, you know, our titles and all that. And then when we fail in certain areas of our life and, and those places, we feel like we've lost a place with God. You know, I've been there before where I felt like, man, I've messed up, or I didn't do something in excellence in the way that I was supposed to, and now my relationship with God isn't where it needs to be. And Another misconception is a worldly misconception that we just heard on the street this Friday. Man, it was a powerful time this Friday. Lauren and I were talking to this man, and he was just all over the place with religion, and he was just saying how, well, you Christians are all the same, and you, know, you feel like it's all about faith and you can do whatever you want. You can kill people, and and you can bring people down, and you can sin all you want because it's all about faith. And we know, we know when we walk with Christ that that's not the case, that when we are truly sons and daughters of God, that something changes within us. So that's something that we're going to address. In 1 John 5, John explains how it's all about faith and who Jesus is that makes us a child of God. It's who he is. And the faith that we put in him that makes us a child of God. So let us read. It says, everyone who believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out his command. This is love for God. It's to obey his commands his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Come on. Some of us need to hear that today. The first thing, we're going to go verse by verse. And in verse 1, it says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. When we put our faith in who Jesus Christ is, meaning he is the anointed one, the chosen one, the suffering servant, the conquering king. You know, the one who was prophesied many, many years ago before he came to be. When we put our faith in this man, in the son of God, we are saved. We are children of God. We need to understand, really open our eyes to see who is is this man. You know, many people in this place have been raised Christian, you know, raised in the religion, and we tend to forget who he is, and we throw around his name back and forth, and, and you know, just all these, these Christian terminologies back and forth, and we forget the true meaning of who Jesus Christ is. You know, Easter Sunday was a few weeks ago, and last week, was it? Last week, and, you know, we see that cl- clip of the passion of the Christ, and it's like our eyes open up again. We forget the suffering that Jesus took upon himself when he was, you know, walked this earth for us. This man, you know, when we go on the streets, who transformed a nation. He transformed a nation. He transformed the world in his time. And he still continues to transform the world today. This man, See, people say he was just a man. He was a pretty crazy man who said he was the only way to the Father. And this, you know, and many people say he was just a good man. Well, there were many good men who have walked this earth, who have changed history in one way or another, but have died and passed on. But here, Jesus Christ, he came, he died, he rose again. He's seated at the right hand of the Father and is still transforming lives today. Amen? That is the one that we serve. That is the faith. You know, if you don't get anything out of this message... It's that alone. It's our faith is in who he is and not in who we are. Amen? And that's it. You know, it may sound that simple, but that's faith. It's faith in who he is. Many times we put faith in who we are. Let's go to the the next verse. It says, this is how we know that we love. Oh, It says, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. So if we love God the Father, we're going to love Jesus as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. Here we go. So this kind of goes against that argument that the world has, that all it is is by faith and just loving God in a relationship. But when we love God, we obey his commands. And when we obey his commands, we love our neighbors by obeying those commands. Amen? We won't lie. We won't cheat. We won't steal against others. And when we're pleasing God in these ways, we're also pleasing those around us. And those good works come. Amen? We were created to, make, to have these good works in our lives through our faith in Jesus Christ alone. Verse 3. It says, this is love for God to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. Let me stop there. All right? The commands of God are not meant to be a burden. They should be a joy for us. When I got saved, nobody brought a list of do's and don'ts for me to do. Okay, now, you know, you accepted Jesus Christ. <laughs> repeat this prayer after me, and now here's the book. Do it. No, it wasn't like that. We all know in our heart what sin is, and we know the commands of God. They're already written on our heart. You know, you may try to argue what sin is and what sin isn't, but you know what it is. And the commands are not burdensome. And you know what? When we read the Word of God it becomes even more clear what sin is and what it isn't. When we do things out of joy, out of the love of God, when we obey him out of that love, it pleases him. When we do things, you know, begrudgingly, and we just, you know, gritting our teeth, when God says, don't do this, it does not please him. And I take, for example, my relationship with my fiance, Berto. <laughs> he tells me to do something, And if I do it just like that, and I submit, and I, you know, with joy in my heart, not talking back, it pleases him. Amen? Ricky Rachel, come on. It does please him. And I see the look on his face. But when I have to say ten things before I get it done or wait till the last minute and I'm just angry by the time I get it done, he just regrets asking me to do it anyway. You know? It's like... Why do it now? You're not doing it out of love. You're not doing it because you respect me. You're doing it just to finish a task. And I take my children that I babysit, for example. I tell them to do something, and they do it with the wrong attitude. You know, I regret asking them. I just want to give them a spanking if they were my own. You know, I don't even, you know, I tell them, you say I'm sorry to somebody else, and they're like, (laughs) sorry. You know, it's like, you know, they have this terrible attitude about carrying out this task that you've asked them to do and, and there is no love in it. Do you understand? There's something beautiful out of obedience. There's something beautiful out of respecting that person who's asking you to do something for them, not because they want to put a burden on you, but because they know what's best for you. They know and understand that if you follow through, the outcome is going to be good for you too. Amen? That's good. i got to remember that. We're at verse 4, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. Oh, really? It says everyone born of God overcomes the world. Everyone. It's not just pastors and leaders. You know, those who have been in the faith for 20 plus years, it's every person, whether you are born again today, yesterday, it's you overcome this world. And what does it mean to overcome the world? Who wants to overcome the world in this place? Amen. I want to overcome the world, but what does it mean? Turn with me to chapter 2, verse 15. In First John, it says, do not love the world. Okay, so I'm not to love the world, and I'm supposed to overcome the world, right? It says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of the sinful man, the lust of the eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Amen? Let's talk about the cravings of the sinful man. These are the things that you're going to overcome now that you believe in Jesus. What are the cravings? Think about yourself. What do you desire? I know the number one thing among young adults, among us, is always going to be sexual perversion. Let's just be honest. It's there as a man and a woman. You desire that touch. You desire someone to be in your life, to hold you, someone to make you feel special. Am I the only one in this place? Come on. <laughs> we desire that. It's a temptation, especially if you're single. It's a temptation to have someone come and call you beautiful and take you out on a date. And then one thing leads to another. Your, your sinful nature craves that. It's pleasing. It's not. It's not just. Oh man, now I have to go have sex. You know, like no, it's something that your flesh. <laughs> I'm sorry, something that your flesh desires. You understand? Your flesh desires this, but you have to be able to overcome because of who he is. Drugs and alcohol. Come on, the things that that the world just glorifies and makes it all puts it in your face. It's fun. This is how you have fun. This is the only way that you can have fun. You can't go to a party without alcohol because then it's going to be boring. You know, people don't want to come to my wedding because there's not going to be alcohol. You know, that's crazy. Cravings of the sinful man fighting. Oh, my goodness. I have never dealt with so much anger in my life. You know, that is the craving of the sinful man is to tell somebody what you think is to tell somebody what's on your mind and what's on your heart and to tell them in the way that you know they're going to receive and they're going to feel a little bit of the pain that you're feeling. Your, your sinful nature craves these things. But in 1 John 5, it says that you're going to overcome this. Not tomorrow, not next year. Today, if you believe in Jesus Christ alone, the lust of the eyes, things that we thirst after, Things that we desire selfishly. Come on, money? A title? Even the sexual perverted things? We look after them. We desire. We thirst after them more than we thirst for God. They're selfish. The boasting of what he has and does. Pride. You guys ever met a person who who is always just talking about what they have and, you know, what they bought and what they're going to get? Let me tell you something. That is just a way to push somebody away. I've met many people who want to talk about what they have and and brand name things all over the place and cars and how much money they make and how much money they're going to make. Dude, nobody wants to be around a person like that. want to talk about all the spiritual gifts that you have and all the things that God has told you, but boasting about what you have as if you gained this all by yourself without giving glory to God, pride, but praise God, he says in 1 John 5, that you have overcome the world. Let's turn back to 1 John 5. It says, for everyone, in verse 4, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. Amen. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes Jesus is the Son of God. Amen? You have overcome the world. You have overcome the sinful nature, the cravings of the sinful man. Come on, the boasting of what you have and do not have. That is not you any longer. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, you are victorious in all the things you do because of who he is, not because of who you are. We put our faith in him and him alone. And there's people in this place who are trying to walk this walk on your own. And you are going to fail. You will not overcome anything. You're putting more faith in what you can do. You're putting more faith in your own talents, in your own wisdom and knowledge, and your own resources and in your environment than on who he is in the God that you serve, in the God God that you call on every Sunday. You have overcome the world if you put your faith in him. Amen? And that is the message today. When you put your faith in him, you will overcome all things. When you face temptation, you will know that he's going to give you the, the strength to overcome. When people come at you with lies, when the devil comes at you and tries to steer you onto the wrong path, you will overcome. When doubt comes, you will overcome. Amen. I want to um